Support comes from Missouri Forest Products Association, committed to sustainable and sound conservation of the state's forests, which support more than 41,000 Missouri jobs, resulting in a $10 billion industry. Choosewood.com. It's Wednesday, December 20th. This is The Gateway. I'm Wayne Pratt. The changing climate has communities throughout the Midwest dealing with extreme weather more regularly, pushing some infrastructure past its breaking point. About 100 years ago, somebody buried a natural creek and turned it into a storm sewer, and it wasn't keeping up anymore. Coming up, St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt examines how one community is responding and how others along the Mississippi River can follow. Some families are still searching for loved ones after a North St. Louis nursing home abruptly closed and moved residents to other facilities. St. Louis Public Radio's Sarah Fenton reports former employees at Northview Village on North Kings Highway say workers moved about 175 residents overnight Friday. Former nursing home employees who belong to the Service Employees International Union say facility administrators told them Friday afternoon they would not receive their paychecks that day, citing only payroll issues. Shortly after, residents were abruptly moved out of the building. Marjorie Moore is the executive director of VOICE, a St. Louis area organization that advocates for nursing home residents. She says such a sudden closure is unprecedented, and the organization is still working to connect people with loved ones. We have families that are reaching out to us. We had one wife um, who's been in tears because she hasn't found her. Today's day five. She hasn't found her husband yet. Government records show two people in Chicago together own a majority stake in the facility. They could not be reached for comment. I'm Sarah Fenton, St. Louis Public Radio. The Missouri Supreme Court has struck down a law targeting homeless people by criminalizing sleeping on state-owned land. The court's ruling is a reversal of a Cole County judge's decision. Missouri lawmakers passed the wide-ranging legislation during the 2022 legislative session. It makes sleeping on public land a Class C misdemeanor. The high court heard arguments in September on whether the law was constitutional. The lawyer for a South St. Louis bar is asking for an independent investigation after a police vehicle crashed into the business and the co-owner was arrested. Bar PM's Chad Morris has been released from the city justice center and an assault charge has been reduced from a felony to a misdemeanor. Authorities allege he struck an officer. Morris spoke to reporters with bruises on his face, saying he's glad to be out of jail. It's been an emotional time, but I'm... Happy for the support and to be out and couldn't come better on my husband's birthday, so I want to just go home. Portions of a video from a bystander do not show Morris hitting an officer. Police say the department's accident review board is looking into the crash. Poison control officials in Missouri are reporting a spike in calls from people taking Ozempic and a similar drug for diabetes and weight loss. Sam Zeff reports. Poison control centers and emergency departments have reported an increase in calls related to the drug semeglutide. It's used in Ozempic, which comes in an easy-to-use injection pen. Dr. Joanna Finkel, a weight loss specialist at KU Hospital, says a slightly different version of semeglutide is used for weight loss, and that's where most of the problems are. Patients are receiving the medication in vials for them to take home and administer weekly. So if you have to draw it up with a syringe, that's where you can make a mistake. Missouri Poison Control says through the end of November, it's gotten almost 60 semeglutide calls, double from last year. Those numbers are reflected nationwide. I'm Sam Zeff. 
Half the counties in Illinois are reporting elevated numbers of COVID-19 hospitalizations. State Department of Public Health Chief Medical Officer Artie Barnes says there are also more flu and RSV cases. It seems like we are seeing slightly more hospitalizations than we did last year at around the same time. We are seeing a health system, though, that is better capable and better suited in dealing with that strain. Barnes recommends people in high-risk groups get vaccinated for flu and COVID and get an RSV vaccine if they are pregnant or over 60. Planned Parenthood of Illinois has opened a new health center in Carbondale, which becomes its southernmost clinic in the state. Mawa Iqbal has more. The 11,000-square-foot clinic offers abortion services, HIV treatment, and gender-affirming care, as well as birth control and cancer screenings. Planned Parenthood of Illinois CEO Jennifer Welch says Carbondale was a prime location for patients coming from out of state. We looked at um, highways and we looked at trains and we looked at population centers. So we really wanted to make it um, the most accessible. The reproductive health facility is the third to recently open in Carbondale, following clinics operated by medical providers from Tennessee and Texas. I'm Mawa Iqbal. The Arch has a new look thanks to a million-dollar lighting upgrade from the nonprofit Gateway Foundation. As St. Louis Public Radio's Jeremy Goodwin reports, the new system is more energy efficient and less harmful to migrating birds. The LED lights use 60% less energy. Similar ones are used at newer sports stadiums, but those structures are much simpler to work with, says Jeremy Sweat, superintendent of Gateway Arch National Park. Those are typically flat surfaces. They're fairly straightforward to light. It's pretty hard to light a stainless steel curved object, so it's always been a challenge to try to figure out a lighting solution that would light it consistently and to light it well. The more precise controls will send less light shooting into the sky around the monument something that can be dangerously disorienting to birds traveling a key migratory path. Lights will turn on each evening with a 30-second sequence. Illumination begins at ground level on each end of the arch, traveling up until both sides are joined at the top. I'm Jeremy Goodwin, St. Louis Public Radio. Climate change is bringing more extreme weather to cities throughout the country. In St. Louis, that includes flash flooding from heavy rains, longer and higher floods in the spring, and prolonged droughts. St. Louis Public Radio's Eric Schmidt reports on how cities along the Mississippi River are turning to each other for solutions. Birds chatter in the trees above the River to Pear Greenway in the southern part of St. Louis. On this mild December afternoon, a handful of children practice soccer in a park right next to the bike and footpath that follows the river. Sound enticing? Beatrice Chatfield says not so much. It's just like an eyesore. There's trash and like debris and muck in it. The river to pair is less of a river and more of a large concrete drainage channel that winds from the Mississippi through the urban landscape before disappearing beneath St. Louis's largest park. Pedestrian Sam Rain says it's a nuisance. It's gross during the summer, it smells. We don't exactly like living right next to it. It can also be dangerous, especially closer to the Mississippi. Colin Wellencamp is the executive director of the Mississippi River Cities and Towns Initiative, which includes more than 100 communities. As the Mississippi River rises, the river to pair then begins to back up into people's basements and yards and small businesses and into the city. Hundreds of homes have flooded in the past. 
Wellencamp says St. Louis should look to other cities in the river basin who've learned to work with water instead of against it. Dubuque, Iowa is one. Mayor Brad Kavanaugh says back in the 1990s and 2000s, his city had a major flash flooding problem. They had six presidential disaster declarations in 12 years because of heavy rains that caused repeated damage in one part of Dubuque. Somewhere along the line, about 100 years ago, somebody buried a natural creek and turned it into a storm sewer, and it wasn't keeping up anymore. Kavanaugh says they spent nearly 20 years bringing the creek back into the daylight to provide a safe place for stormwater to flow and reduce flooding. And it works. Kavanaugh says they renatured the Bee Branch Creek, planted trees, grass, and native plants, which has helped Dubuque avoid millions of dollars in damages when there's heavy rain. He visited St. Louis's City Hall to share how the region can replicate the success and make something that's more than just an ugly drainage ditch. People don't say that about the Bee Branch. It is a linear park. It's one of the most beautiful parks we have in the city. It is a place where people ride their bikes. It's a place where people go and watch the ducks and the birds. St. Louis Alderwoman Ann Schweitzer was inspired. Incredible presentation. I learned so much and I am so jealous. Jealous because she wishes St. Louis had done the same. You know, I couldn't wish all day that Things like this had been started sooner, but we're here now and we have a responsibility. It's not cheap, though. The Bee Branch in Dubuque had a price tag near a quarter billion dollars. But Midwest Climate Collaborative Director Heather Navarro says wetlands provide a lot of value. Whether it is absorbing floodwaters, helping filter pollution, reduce soil erosion. And so when you start to add up those numbers, that really starts to change the economics of the whole problem. She says it's worth the money. Projects like these are long-term investments. If you are going to increase the wetlands, for example, along a creek or a riverbank, and then, yeah, you can also use that for recreation, turn that into a park. And there's money on the table, billions from the Bipartisan Infrastructure Law and Inflation Reduction Act. Flooding challenges are everywhere in the Mississippi River Basin. Wellencamp says just about all of the communities he works with have tributaries connecting to the river. Some of them are big and some of them are really small, but all of them need attention. There is some restoration work happening in the river to pair. The Army Corps of Engineers wants to build a large flood retention pond near the top of the watershed. But for now, it's just a plan. Meantime, St. Louis leaders say they're excited about the idea of bringing more nature to the entire river to pair and plan to launch a study to figure out how. I'm Eric Schmid, St. Louis Public Radio. That story is from the Mississippi River Basin Egg and Water Desk, which is based at the University of Missouri. The Gateway is a production of St. Louis Public Radio, a listener-supported service of the University of Missouri-St. Louis. Music by Ryan McNeely of Adult Fur. I'm Wayne Pratt. Support comes from Mosby Building Arts, a design-build company committed to remodeling the right way. Visit callmosby.com to get project inspiration for any room of your house.